Welcome to another edition of Catching Up with Captains. We are joined today, uh, as always, by head coach Jamie Franks, and this week's guest is Jordan Schweitzer. Jordan, how you doing today, man? Yeah, I'm good, Nico. It's good to see you. It's been a bit, so always uh, good to jump on these calls and, and catch up. It's been a hot minute indeed. Jamie, uh, we'll go ahead and start with you. We talked to Sam about this, too, uh, a couple weeks ago, but talk about your relationship with Jordan and how it changed um from when you were an assistant to then him being a captain oh i mean as an assistant i think you're there more to support the player and i think your relationship is a little bit different when you become the head coach and you know i think the one thing that i had always felt with jordan was he just wanted to know which way to go and if you told him hey we're gonna go this way it didn't matter he didn't ask any questions about like about that road. He was like, fine, let's go this way. Um, you know, but he pushed me as a leader because he wanted uh, a higher level. He wanted a higher level of intensity. He wanted a higher level of accountability. Um, you know, he himself brought so much discipline and he was such a leader by example. And he set such a really, really good example. So, um, you know, as a, as a first time head coach, uh, him being your first captain, uh, he made my life, you know, rather easy because what we wanted to implement, he modeled himself. Yeah, for sure. I couldn't agree more. Gordon, one of the things that I remember back from the 2014 to 2015 transition the most is how much the guys as a collective all went in to fight for Jamie. How do you remember from that, from after Bobby left to getting Jamie the job? Yeah, I think it was one of those things where we kind of looked around and, and just felt like we had the person already in the locker room to do the job. I'm obviously grateful for, you know, Bobby uh, helped to bring me in. He, he helped to build the program. And, and obviously we, we wished him well to his next endeavor. But yeah, I think we just sat around and, and realized that we've got the right guy for the job right here. So there's no need to really go too far. And, and I think we just wanted to make sure that we, we, uh, we made that known to to the athletic department that this is the right person for the job. And I think, uh, you know, Jamie's <laughs> record and the work that he's been able to do over these last however many years is, um, you know, <laughs> speaks for itself. So that, that was really it. We just wanted to make sure that, uh, that they knew how great of a coach uh, they had already in their own locker room. Um, and, and in my opinion, they made the right call. Jordan, we started a series on uh, social media in the off season that is, uh, basically having the guys go back and look at some of the goals from throughout the year. I'm going to take you back to November 3rd, 2012 versus air force from outside the box, your first career goal. Do you remember it? I mean, yeah, I know it's I, been, yeah, I, know I, don't score years, often. I don't score often. So you got to remember them. Right. Um, yeah. I, I can remember it top of the box, left footed. It kind of just dribbled in. Like I look back in my head, it was a screamer and I, it's not. So it was a screamer, dude. It was a screamer. You hit that one. Well, I think we actually have video from behind the goal randomly on that. Don't we need? Yeah, uh, probably. I'm sure we do. I'll have to dig it up for this when we, uh, I'm pretty sure you were behind the goal for whatever reason. And you were just happened to be there and you got the pill that went into the top corner. Oh, uh, Nico. I think he's talking about my only other goal at you, which is in the spring game. Or the yeah. preseason game up at Air yeah, Force. Yeah, at Air this Force. One, this one's in, in the conference, right? First year? Yeah, yep, correct. Correct. He's thinking of a, of a uh, Hill Rogan video, actually, from behind the goal. I remember that. I yeah. remember it well. Jordan, um, take us back to the recruiting process. What interested you? I know that Jamie wasn't, wasn't here when you were recruited, uh, but take us through that process and what kind of brought you from uh, the state of Washington to Colorado? Yeah, I think 
I was late to the recruiting process. Um, and uh, that was just probably out of, um, I don't know if laziness is the right word, but just like kind of being naive and expecting coaches to come, right? Just, I think everyone's got a bit of an ego, especially when you're 16, 17, 18, and you think you're a decent player. I, I think I always felt I had more to work on and always develop. And I've kind of kept that throughout my life on and off the field, um, but was late to the process. Um, started to look at some schools and, and was fortunate to have some schools that were interested and in, in Denver being one of them. Uh, I remember coming out for, for a visit. I think uh, Ryan Flugrad would have been my host at the time uh, when he was on staff and got to sit down with him, got to, to see a little bit of, of Denver and then see the campus and just felt very comfortable. Um, for me, it, it reminded me a lot of visits up to Calgary to see family, um, just the city, the light rail, the mountains nearby. Um, but I think more than anything, it was just the promise and, and the direction that the program was heading in. Uh, I think I saw some things that, um, you know, uh, I hadn't seen at other programs. And, and more than anything, it was this feeling of wanting to be a part of building something um, and, and developing with the program that's, that's on the rise. Uh, and uh, I think really early it was, uh, what, Jamie, probably in the summer when you would come on. And I remember getting the first call from Jamie. And like, the first thing he said was like, hey, you did okay on this and you could do better on this, this, and this. And I was like, I'm going to like this guy because he's not going to, you know, let me slack off or let me just kind of relax, especially, um, you know, with the, the trajectory that I was hoping to have within my career at that time. And so, um, yeah, bringing on people like Jamie, I think the first call I got from, from Shaw was like, Hey, did you, did you fake the beep test? And I was like, I don't know. I've never done a beep test on my own in my life. The distance could be off. Um, but yeah, they brought in good guys really early. And I think I was just fortunate uh, with the rest of our class, just in the timing of, of Bobby bringing in good people around him. Um, and obviously those, those great people have just continued to, to build the program from, from where I came in to where it's at today. Jamie Jordan talked a little bit about the instruction that you gave uh, early on about the, the things that you wanted to see him get better at. Here are some of the biggest areas, Jamie, that you saw Jordan uh, improve throughout his four years here. Oh, um, Good question. Uh, I thought in the recruiting process, I remember watching him for the first time. And um, I remember going back to Bobby being like, dude, we have a total stud here. This guy is amazing. And I was like a little bit caught off guard that he wasn't being recruited uh, by, by, by bigger name schools. You know, I think by the end, I think we ended up beating out uh, North Carolina for you. You know, I think that they came in late on you. Um, but I was just like really, really excited to get somebody who was, you know, uh, what now uh, has helped shape the identity of the team, which is fighting football. This idea of like somebody that's going to be all in and uh, yeah, you know, play every play and want to grow himself personally. Um, where I saw him grow himself personally is like that last year. Um, his emotional intelligence, uh, his ability to have emotional control was a problem when he was younger because he was so passionate and because he was so passionate, he played on the edge. Um, but then when his emotions took over, then his tactics couldn't come out or his leadership ability couldn't come out. And I just thought his senior year, um, like I'll never forget when your foot was just like spewing blood everywhere. And we were like, dude, you have to play. And you went into that game and just like totally settled the game down. And I think like maybe a year before that, 
you would have never been able to do that because you would just been so focused on your foot right. that you wouldn't have been able to just go in the game and like really just calm the game down and, and provide balance for us and, 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 and make sure that we're compact front to back, make sure that you're encouraging people. And that was like a really, really, you know, what I hoped uh, was that you were a multiplier and you make people better. And, 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 and I thought when he first came in, he didn't even realize that he had that potential in, in, in his leadership. And by the end of it, man, he was like undoubtedly just the, just the main leader of the team. And, and he had done such a good job, um, you know, with uh, you like playing to his skill set and, and, and really adding uh, to, to, to the game through with what he was good at. And I thought when I first met him, he wanted to be good at everything. And I thought when he got older, he realized like, wow, this is my skill set. This is why I'm really valuable to a team. And uh, ultimately this is how I'm going to lead within the skill set. Jordan, Jamie said the word foundation. And I think that that's, it's really important word when it comes to you because you think back to the 2014 team that left it until the last game of the regular season just to make the conference tournament. And yeah. then 2015, the unbeaten run, and yes, it didn't end how we wanted to in the NCAAs, but that laid the foundation for the 2016 team, even though you weren't here, to go ahead and accomplish what they did. Is that, I mean, obviously you would have liked to experience it yourself in 2016, but is that something that you're able to reflect and look back on and say, yeah, the the team in 2016 doesn't get to where they do without the 2015 team doing what they did? Yeah, I think my, my goal was always to leave the program better than I found it within what I could control, right? And I think Jamie speaks about that, uh, you know, to his players. And it's it's something that I definitely learned from and still apply to my life now within what we could control as players, we wanted to make sure that we were leaving things better than the way that we found it. The program was in a good spot, right? It was on the rise. That's why we continued to get great players um, in the time that I was there. But um, yeah, no, I think I was a fan that year. I was really excited to be able to watch the guys and guys that I played with and knew um, and obviously see the staff, you know, bring them to a final four. It was, it was incredible. So no, there really wasn't other than like, a, yeah, that'd be fun to play in that, that kind of game. There wasn't any other feeling other than being proud of the fact that I got to be a part of something that led. But it was weird. But it was weird. It was weird not having it. Right. Because you and Danny Jackson were such a such an integral part of those those teams. And it was it was weird. Like we almost had like unfinished business. You know, after that SMU game, it was like, how how are we? How is our season over? One team beat us on a on a on on a ball that deflected three times on a long (laughs) throw in. It's like, how are we here? How's the season over? And that's kind of the only thing that I really like regret it. Like not having you and DJ, like make that right wrong. And, and, and um, so that, that kind of felt weird for me to be, a, to, to be totally honest. Do you feel like it was a fire though? Cause for me, like talking to the guys that were still there. Right. And obviously most of the guys in my class with, with Karst, Chan, Reg still being there, like I felt that there was this fire of like, we got so close. We felt like maybe the ball didn't bounce our way. We're not, we're going to make sure that doesn't happen again. So that, that's the way that I always saw it was like, I think if anything, that experience led to even more like excitement around the direction that it was going, right? Like this is working, let's buy in, in even more. And I think what it did is it gave guys like Courtney Ford um, and others in the group, a lot of confidence to be like, yeah, we can hang at this level. Whereas I think DU prior, right. We were just kind of always on the fence of like, of kind of turning that switch. And I think, 2015 was, okay, we belong here. 2016, we're going to make it known that it's a program that everyone should be looking at. So I don't know, I guess, do you feel like there was a bit of that fire that led into that season from maybe the the wrongs of 2015? 
Jordan, I can tell you every one of my losses in my whole career. Um, nice. Yes, it fuels everything that I have any team I've never made or any coach that told me I wasn't good enough or, 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 or any like failure you have. And I think uh, any top athlete, top competitor uses that as fuel. And so like, uh, I don't know how many times we've let up a long throw in goal because of that moment. And, and, and that's when you're building a program is to making sure that you're not making the same mistakes twice. And, you know, how do you carry it over? And I think really what you're getting at is like, how do you carry it over throughout the generations? How do you have the standards carry through the players and, um, you know, things that, uh, I probably had to coach a lot. Um, you know, my first couple of years, I necessarily don't coach as much because the players is such a standard. Now there's such a standard of excellence. Um, so it, it's, um, you know, it's all about foundation and it's all about leaving it better than before. Um, you know, the burning desire is the same thing with Duke. You have an unbelievable season. We don't lose. Yeah, September 20th was the last time we lost. And that was on a red card that, that wasn't a red card. And so you don't lose all season. And, and then we, we, we win the conference tournament. You win the first round game and oh, guess what? You got to go play the ACC champs that are ranked four in the country. Like, and you're down to nothing on a penalty kick, a handball and a non-penalty kick handball call. You're down 0-2 and you're just like, man, how do we get here? And so like that's been festering now in the team all off season, right? You go and you get home from Duke and then the players go to Thanksgiving and you come back in the locker room after Thanksgiving and it's packed. Guys have not gone home and there's like a, an, an extreme ownership of their development. That's like, this is never going to happen again. And ultimately, you know, to your point, I think that's what fuels you to your best heights. And Jamie, I might be wrong and I might just not remember correctly, but I think I don't remember you preaching the fine margins of the game and how important those margins were as much in the 2015 season. But I think that something like the long throw since that has been a message every day since 26, since the start of the 2016 season is, is how fine the margins are in those elite level games. Yeah. And I think, and I would say that, um, like the reason why you go and you play like these top teams, like I think everybody else looks at our conference and are at a conference and like, what are these guys doing? Why are they doing this? Um, you know, we play on short rest. We play all, all the top games on the road. Um, you know, and the reality of it is to what Jordan said, it's like, you want to believe that you can beat those teams, not just that you're good, that you can beat those teams. And that belief that's got to be felt from the team. The staff can tell you that the staff can tell you that, but if it's believed from the players that we can go into, into Klockner, if we can go into pit, if we can get results, that's a real belief. And I think that's better than anything else. Jordan, you touched on a little bit about how exciting it was to watch the 2016 teams of fan. How is it now as an alum? And yeah, you don't have necessarily personal relationships with any of the players anymore, but um has to be has to be fun especially around tournament time to get excited and put that fan hat on again yeah it makes me feel older for sure i think like liam johnson was like 12 coming on visits and like he's gone so like that puts into perspective for me um but no i think yeah i mean proud of obviously being a part of the program and and i think now it's just like um it's the best way to put it like there's a healthy distance of like go do your thing. Like, I'm not a part of this anymore, right? I'm proud of it, proud to be a Pio and, and to have been a part of the program. But but it's it's now just getting to watch kind of the growth and development of of where it's at. And and yeah, you know, come <laughs> come fall, come winter, just being able to poke on and, and see what scores are like and see how far um, and, you know, kind of gets to, you know, 
gets the, the, the chat going with, uh, you know, the different guys in my class with uh, Reggie Chandler and, and Karst just to, you know, Hey, did you see the score? Things like that. It's, it's, it's fun to reconnect in those moments. So I think more than anything, yeah, just, just being a fan and excited to continue to watch the development and the growth of the program. Let's talk a little bit about life after college. I see the surfboard in the background. Just kind of talk about what you're up to now um, and and how the next stage of life has been treating you. Yeah, so I'm currently the executive director for the Cow South Soccer Foundation. Uh, following the, being able to play a little bit after school, um, found, found my way to the grassroots game. More than anything, recognizing uh, it's where I first fell in love with, with the game. And that game and being a part of it uh, allowed me to come to DU, to have this incredible experience, to get my education, to play a little bit after. Um, and I think it was, how do I continue to be a part of that, that, that journey for maybe somebody else? Uh, and so really, really grateful to do the work that I get to do. That doesn't get used as much as it maybe should. Uh, it's pouring down rain here today, so, so no snow surfing. But, uh, but no, I think more than anything, um, and, and part of, I think, the development that I had at DU and, and, and talking with guys like Bobby and talking with guys like Jamie, uh, being around you know, my classmates was just this understanding of building out a little bit more of a holistic life. I was very much focused on, on soccer and my career and, 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 and being the best that I could be. And, and I wouldn't have changed any of that. It's made me who I am. Uh, but I think that as I've gotten older, whether it was in my career, um, you know, Jamie, you talk about senior year. I think part of that emotional growth and development, which was necessary and needed, uh, was was also just this understanding of you know life away from the game and how do I continue to invest in my friendships and you know my hobbies outside of the game. And I think by doing that, it also allowed me to dump even more into you know being the best player that I could be because I was recharging. I was filling up those other buckets outside of uh, sport. And I think that's something that I've taken into to life after. There's so many great lessons that that you learn from being a student athlete that I, I use daily. There's, there's things that I can remember having conversations with, with the staff at DU of like, Hey, if you get an email, just respond to it. And, and now I sit here and I'm like, you know, I know life's busy. I know work's busy, but I'll respond to an email in a timely manner. And there's just, there's just, I think core, core elements to me as a person and as a, as an employee or as a worker, uh, as a partner, you know, as a, as a son, uh, that, that I learned through my time at DU. And so now I get to continue being a pile, but just in a, in a different realm. Jamie, we talk so much about, about building the culture within the current program. We talk so much about the guys that have gone on to professional careers. I don't know that we touch necessarily enough on the guys that give back to the game in such a different way, like Jordan was talking about, uh, getting back to the grassroots game. It, it goes back to the program not only building great soccer players, but great men. I think, you know, Jordan's uh, was, he, he gave, 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 gave. And what you take when you have that give first mentality, um, you know, for the community, um, he, he just fully immersed himself in it. And so the, the, the takeaways were things that maybe he didn't necessarily see right away, what they were, um, but it just became uh, a more, you know, well-rounded person, more, more balanced uh, leader because he knew what he was good at and he stayed within that, um, you know, and I think any good leader, they build a coalition of people around them. And I think his relationships with him and his other friends, you know, he leaned on them to do their parts and do the, their jobs. And I think 
uh, maybe when I first met him, he would just want to try to do everything by himself uh, because he wanted to get it done right, wanted to get it done fast, wanted to get it done. And there was never anything that he was unwilling to do himself. And I think that's what made him such a great leader is like everybody, everybody followed him because he was willing to do the work himself. But as he kind of grew and as he continues to grow and, and, and in the role that he is now, he very much understands that there's a whole coalition of people that he needs to, you know, build uh, to move the whole group forward. And, 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 and so that's where I'm really proud of him. His maturity uh, is awesome. And, and, you know, you talk about foundation, we talk all about like, you know, laying brickwork down. There's just no way that the program could have been anywhere close to where they're at without, you know, a Jordan Schweitzer. So just really grateful for his time, uh, his patience really with me. You know, remember I was hired at 28. I wasn't that much older, <laughs> older than him. And uh, there's, just was a lot of learning from both of us and and, and so i always appreciate it our relationship we are very direct uh with each other and and that's something that i um uh, you know that i always remember uh about jordan jordan will end as as we always do what advice if any do you have for the current players about what life is like after college oh that's a good question um what life is like after college um, no more pioneer days. <laughs> your body isn't so sore when you wake up in the morning. Um, oh, I think yeah. across they want to go to breakfast with you after a training session. Um, that's that's one of them for sure. I don't come back as you get older, Schweitz. The body will hurt when you get up as you get older, <laughs> I promise. Um, no, I, I appreciate it. I'll give you a call uh, when <laughs> you start to break down and you go. But no, I think I think. Oh, it's cliche. I mean, you've got to enjoy it. It goes by so fast. And I remember, you know, seniors <laughs> that when I came in that said that, and I was like, yeah, come on, Drew Becky, you know, come on, Blake Shannon, like Blair Gerald, like, I get it. Like, but it happens really quick. I think just enjoying it, uh, you know, getting up each day, trying to be the best version of yourself as an athlete and as a person and as a student, you know, whatever that looks like on the day or, or in that moment. Um, I think after university, um, you don't have as much time and space to, um, or, or at least as much intentional time and space to, uh, to develop, to grow, to learn. Like you've got to carve it out on your own when you're outside of the university setting or, or when you're away from a, from a program like uh, the, 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 you know, the PIOs, the men's soccer program. And, and a lot of the programs at DU, I think there's a lot of great programs to be proud of as a PIO. Um, but I think more than anything, it's, you know, once you get out of, <laughs> out of collegiate sports, uh, there aren't as many people in your corner or that coalition that Jamie was talking about that are bought into you as a, as a person more than anything. And so I think it's enjoy your time, you know, be the best person that you can be, be the best athlete. I uh, know that you're going to walk away with a bunch of lessons and then, you know, lean on that, that coalition as you move forward in the next chapter of life, which, um, you know, uh, might not be as uh, you know, bought into the, 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 the perspective of growth and development on a daily basis. Very, very well said, my friend. Uh, it was great to catch up. Uh, I'm sure that Jamie feels the same way and it's good seeing you. And eventually we're going to run out of captains. So we're going to have to circle back around. So this won't be the end, but <laughs> it, it, it was very nice to catch up, Jordan. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. Sounds great. Thanks, Nico. Thanks, Jamie. Thanks, Rice.